So if you want to live forever-ish, you need to know what's in and what's in to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, and of course, I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossard. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you today? I'm pretty good. So this is one of our favorites, right? This is our monthly recap of Life Extensions Magazine. Great publication. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, if you want to live forever-ish, there's things you need to do and things you don't want to do, right? I mean, that's, that's what it comes right. to. That's right. And this information is coming from our September 2020 magazine. So, you know, let's start with um, in number one. I think we've had this conversation before, but it's so important. In number one is you have to have healthy gums. Now, I Dr. Know. Crystal, I know you don't remember because you don't listen to me that often, <laughs> but I told you a story when I was in, an intern at University of Utah uh, many years ago that I worked with a cardiologist, Dr. West, who was one of the first doctors to make a connection between a, a like gum disease and heart disease. And we now know that that kind of thing is being um, shown in research and research and research to be true and true and true. And now you just discovered something about healthy gums and Alzheimer's, or I should say unhealthy gums and Alzheimer's disease. Tell us about that. Yes, well, it's a, a published, uh, a study published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation uh, was the first to connect the presence of the gingivitis pathogen Okay, brace yourselves, people. Uh -oh. I'm going to go, go for it. He's going to say a big word. <laughs> a big word. Porphyromonas <laughs> gingivalis. I gave it a try. But it's a, path it's a pathogen. Um, and this pathogen has been found in the brain uh, with individuals with Alzheimer's disease. That's interesting, right? So basically what you're telling us is one of the key pathogens or microbes that causes, you know, gingivitis is now being found in Alzheimer's patients. Now, we're not saying it's cause effect or anything like that, but it's an interesting association, right? Yes. And, and so the researchers, you know, some of the studies, these are postmortem studies where they're able to, you know, investigate the, the composition uh, in the brain of Alzheimer's patients, and they found this pathogen. Yeah. And, you know, in a more recent study, researchers induced experimental gingivitis in mice by giving them repeated doses of this pathogen for 22 weeks. And, uh, and so we do see, you know, that the association you know, oftentimes you know, we, we always have to clarify this association does not mean uh, or equate to causation. Right. right? right. But yep. then whenever you have these type of experimental studies in mice where you can kind of induce a, a particular disease with the pack uh, with the pathogen. Now we're getting a little bit a little closer. closer to yeah. this idea of cause and effect. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a great way to, to say, you know, associations really, for me, are always more hypothesis generating. And then you need to take it to that next step. You know, is this is this just an association? Is it just a risk factor or is there truly a, a causation there? So that's really interesting that they were they were able to induce 
Alzheimer's by inducing gingivitis in what was it a mouse study you said or yes mm -hmm. yeah that's only so in number one is is healthy gums and, and I'll say it again we we we've talked about this before we know that when when your oral cavity is not all that healthy when you have gingivitis there are whole body consequences and now we understand there might even be some consequences in the brain so in number two is something I've never done but I know for a fact. Dr. Crystal has tried this because she has tried everything. Yes, everything. In number two, calorie restriction. Tell us about that. Oh, Dr. Mike, you know me so well, I don't do. you? I do. <laughs> of course, I've tried calorie restriction. Um, I tried this way back in the day. I won't say how long ago, but when I was uh, getting my master's degree, I can remember us talking about calorie restriction. At that time, we actually uh, discussed resveratrol, and this is in a conventional setting. Um, and I said, whoa, this calorie restriction sounds like something that I should try because it's more than, it's not a diet. I, I do, right. I, it's sort of, That's it's true. a lifestyle. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, um, you know, and it's not an eating disorder, which is very important as well. It's undernutrition without malnutrition. And so what we do know is that when calorie intake is low, cells switch into protective mode. Right, they activate right. processes that rejuvenate themselves and defend against potential threats and stressors. But as you mentioned, you know, it's almost impossible. People do well, me, it. Wait, wait, I didn't do it for a very long. What, what? What? So when you said you you tried this, give us give us some some context. Like what? Like what? What? What were you eating? How many? How many calories were you eating before you tried this? And what were you ultimately trying to get down to every day? So you know, I I typically, and this is just a quick way for me to identify how many calories I need per day. So I usually take my weight. And, and add a zero to it. So, you know, if I weigh 135 pounds, then about 3,500 calories or so uh, is my calorie requirement for the day. Um, and that's not really looking at, you know, if I'm exercising, then I can up that. So whenever we start looking at calorie restriction, it's really about 30% less of that amount that you would need per day. And, and so once you have that number, the goal is to still eat a variety of foods, lots of fruit, vegetables, um, and, and, but stay within that calorie count. Right. Um, so you do see, you know, benefits with weight loss, but other things you, you see benefits with, with me, I saw improvements in my skin. I saw, I noticed improvements with my sleep. Um, and so, you know, people, some of the benefits, and that's kind of what this article talks about, are, are some of the calorie restriction benefits, such as, you know, activating longevity genes, increasing, you know, AMPK, the enzyme that regulates right, me, right. Uh, metabolism. Uh, and, but how can this occur without actually restricting your calories because that's almost impossible for people right. to stick with long-term. Yeah. So, so you're saying it's, so most people that follow this cut their calories by what, what did you say? 40, About 30%, 30, 30% or so. Yeah. That would be, um, 
that's pretty tough, I think, for a lot of people. And that's where, you know, at Life Extension, we were more interested in some of the plant-based polyphenols that could actually um, act in your body as if you were going through uh, calorie restriction. You know how I classify this kind of stuff as hormesis, uh, a little bit of, it's just a fancy word that simply means a little bit of stress is actually good. It actually activates defenses in, in, in your cells and your tissues. And that's where I think that longevity benefit comes from. So if you're interested, uh, life extension does have a lot of information on calorie restriction and how to do it in a safe, nutritious way. I think that's very important in number three, healthy DNA, right? Now that makes sense, right? <laughs> DNA, your genes, you have to have a healthy genes. Now we're not talking about people, you know, somebody may hear that Dr. Crystal and they say, well, what does that mean? I have bad genes. I have heart disease. I have cancer. I have all the, that's not what we're talking about. Regardless of what your, your basic blueprint is, you know, whether you have a whole host of family disease issues, that's, yeah, that can be important. But what we're talking about is taking what you have and keeping it healthy, which means that may keep some of those familial diseases away, right? That's so true. And, you know, I think about keeping it healthy, protecting the DNA from damage. I mean, there are many insults to our DNA. One of the most common ones that we know about, of course, is um, radiation. Uh, but, you know, sun exposure, uh, sugar intake, yeah. of course, just chronic inflammation, all of these things can have an, uh, a negative effect uh, on our DNA and damage the DNA. Yeah, yeah. And what you might just say is life, <laughs> just living, living life as, as a human out in the sun, breathing air, eating food, you know, whatever. I mean, that's all of these things can have... Um, um, some consequences when it comes to, when it comes to your DNA, uh, but we want to keep it healthy because when your DNA is healthy, the cells healthy, they divide healthy, they function healthy. So it's really important. And and I guess you know uh, the, the really key way to do this um, is is really with plant extracts, right? I mean that's what we're we're showing that there are certain um, plant extracts that have been shown to just to help to protect DNA uh, and and keep it healthy. So that's obviously really important. So there's your three ends. If you want to live forever-ish, healthy gums, calorie restriction if you want to try. <laughs> oh, I just calculated mine. Oh. I tell you? oh, I forgot. So I, I did this tool online once, and I, I'm supposed to be around 2,400 calories a day okay. based on basic living and my exercise routine. Mm -hmm. And so I take – basically you take 30% of that, subtract it out. So calorie restriction for me would be around 1,600 calories a day. That's doable. It's doable, but that's pretty. I, I think I might be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I think if you kind of get some good whole grains, uh, fresh fruit and vegetables, you'll be surprised. Eating that way will take you a long ways. Now, yeah. if you want, you know, a burger, you're done. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> There's no that uh, that's all it is. It would be a, a burger, and that is it. You're done for the day. Good luck with that. In number three was healthy DNA. So let's go into what's out if I'm going to live foreverish, and this is low vitamin K. Now you know that um, we've been talking a lot about vitamin K, Doctor Crystal. Just educate us on why we don't want low K if we want to live foreverish. Well, we do, uh, and the our article has a, an in the news section where it's it's basically current um, studies 
kind of newer research. And there's a study showing that vitamin K deficiency is associated with harmful calcium accumulation and, and the development of a disease where calcium starts to accumulate in blood vessels of fat and skin tissues. Now you see this often in patients on dialysis, uh, but it can cause blood clots, skin ulcers, skin infections. Um, and, and so it's another reason to make sure your vitamin K yep. levels are adequate. Yeah, I love it. I love it when we go back to the basics, you know? Like here we're talking about living yeah. forever-ish. And you know, wait, what what is what does living forever-ish mean to Dr. Crystal and myself? Or maybe I can I'll speak for myself, but it's just about living, yeah, longer, but long, you know, good years, healthy years, vibrant years. Uh, I think we've been calling them strong years. Wasn't that, didn't we come up with that, Dr. Chris? Yes, strong you know, healthy years. year. I, I, I like yeah. just the good, healthy, strong years. Yeah. And so, you know, here you have, you know, ba there's basic vitamins, basic minerals, you know, basic healthy fats. I mean, all of these things, yeah, at the end of the day, you, you got, you got to have a good foundation first, right? Before you try all this crazy supplementation that's out there, expensive stuff, make sure you're doing, you're, you're eating well, eating organic food as much as you can, taking a good multi. I mean, don't poo-poo that. That A good high-quality multivitamin um, is, is awesome for you. And here we have a nice uh, connection between low-K and a lot of issues that we don't want. So low-K, low vitamin K in your system is out. That's right. All right. Dr. Crystal, that was fantastic. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget, if you go to liveforeverish.com, there's a bunch more podcasts that you can download, like, share, and subscribe to the whole show so you never miss a podcast when we post it. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.